Back home again in dear old Elmhurst, and it seems that I can see the gleaming French porch lights still burning bright through the seven wards of trees. The backyard skunks send all their fragrance through the streets I used to roam. When I dream about the moonlight on her salt creek, how I long for my great big Elmer's home. Golly! And now, broadcasting from a two-person hot tub, high atop the Butterfield Park water tower, it's the E-Town Lowdown, created by Robbie and Rick. And now, your handsome hosts, PK and Rick. Welcome to another edition of the E-Town Lowdown. I'm here with my good friend, PK. PK, how are you? Great. Big crowd here tonight. It is, in this little two-person hot tub. It's, uh, <laughs> what do you got? It's cozy. Seven guys in here. Holy cow. Well, and that's hot. Feeling a lot of elbows. <laughs> a lot of elbows? I, I Are you sure they're I elbows? <laughs> so uh, we um, we decided we'd take on another uh, co-host, didn't we, PK? We are honored. And and what what's his um, his handle, so to speak? Scotty Malort. Scotty Malort. Hi, Scotty. How are you? <laughs> Greetings, gentlemen. So Scotty's a good friend of the show. He's been a guest before. Um, we, uh, we're kind of at a loss how to replace... Bob, you can't really replace irreplaceable. Robbie. Yeah. So, uh, but I think Scott can can kind of chime in when the tough questions need to be asked. Like, is a pizza here yet? <laughs> I can handle all those duties. You think you can handle that? Good. Well, we've got an interesting episode today, and uh, the next few shows off and on are going to be about what makes Elmhurst great. And one of the neat things that I've come across in my life is the May Street Neighborhood Association which is an association of folks that live on or near May Street. You'll hear a little bit more about that later. And we have four gentlemen that are going to tell you a little bit about the history of it, how it's going right now, some of the fun things that they do. And uh, really quick, I'll, I'll introduce the guests. Uh, first of all, we have uh, who I believe is the first president, who happens to be my father, Bill Reichert. We have the current president, Tony Parati. We have a very long-term core member, in Paul Darley, who you'll hear a little bit about some of what he's brought to the to the table, so to speak, especially in the parades, a little unique. And then um, the long-term president's son-in-law is here, who is an honorary member of MISNA, the May Street Neighborhood Association, Vince Gatto. And uh, it's significant because the long-term president kind of was the heart and soul of that organization for a long time. In fact, he went by Prez. El Prez? El just Prez. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see, let's cut right in here. All right, gentlemen. Um, let's see. Maybe, Bill, since you were the first president, you should tell us how things got started. Well, the whole thing was my wife's idea. Figures. And, yeah, and she said to me one day, she said, you know. Why don't you we, do something? We know, <laughs> we know people in the neighborhood, but we don't know them very well. Some have children just like we do, and we should figure out a way to get to know them better. 
And then I came up with the idea of the May Street Neighborhood Association, later renamed by Tom Newbar, MISNA. And uh, that's how we got our start. Uh, first few things we did, we met at restaurants for dinner. We had uh, all of three other couples in the organization when we started. And what we agreed to do was to figure out ways to appeal to the kids in the neighborhood, which would bring the families together. So that's the approach we took. And when you say kids, you mean children, not, children the, not, of, not the young parents. No, I'm talking <laughs> about the children in the neighborhood, you know. And uh, they would bring the parents into it if we found things that interested the children. Yeah. So that's the way we approached nice it. Nice angle. Actually, my first uh, exposure to it was, I remember, uh, Paul Darley, your, your wife drove around town with the license plates that said MSNA. And I'd like, what's that all about? You know? Yeah, yeah, committed. Yeah, <laughs> you were all in. Yeah, Paul. Paul, what car was that on? That was on our uh, gold minivan. Nice, yeah. town and country. Chrysler town and country. Yeah. Remember that? Bought that from uh, from you, Paul. In fact. Oh, well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, was it just Misna? It was Misna two fifty two, which was our address as well. Yeah. Okay, because I know that Tom or Adele had plates that said Misna, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. No, they had noobs, or was it Prez? Maybe <laughs> noobs. Noobs. And there was one, she had one that was said Misna, but I don't remember what number was on it. So what year did did your wife come up with this great idea and you get things rolling? I I usually am the one that has to get things rolling. Yes. And <laughs> anyway, I'm going to, it seems like it was 71 or 72, somewhere in there. Gotcha. Our, but our first event was meeting at a restaurant, we a couple times we met at a golf course out in Itasca for a Christmas dinner, but usually it was either a breakfast or a lunch or a dinner, adults only. We didn't include kids in that. We, everybody here has contributed something to bring the children of the neighborhood into the group and get them involved. Uh, Paul, with the fire truck for the 4th of July parade, the kids love it. They go crazy for it. Sure. Uh, I was a part of ice cream in a gutter, and we bought a an aluminum gutter from, uh, I think it was Home Depot, Okay. about 10 feet long. And my brother was with uh, Union Carbide at the time, and he had them custom make like a 300 foot long tube made out of plastic that you could put food on. Okay. And it slid right over the uh, aluminum uh, gutter. Gotcha. And uh, when I dropped out and Tom took over, I gave that uh, plastic uh, coil to Kathy Profita next door and she took over the operation of uh, so this was a gutter of ice cream that it appealed to the It was a gutter, and, and we would have a big bucket full of spoons. Nice. And the kids, they, go, they come running. They still do it. Uh, they love it. Uh, we had an event, which was a breakfast cookout in our backyard on Father's Day. 
And we had everybody there, kids and parents and everyone else. And we had that every year for a number of years. I'm trying to think if we did, did anything. Uh, well, we started the block parties. And I'm sure they were very small <laughs> when we started. I'm sure it was easy with a son like Rick who was always helping. You know, he really, he really helped. <laughs> he didn't do it. I don't want to get. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're remaining quiet. Anyway, all right. So um, you got things going with the kids and the adults uh, separately, but then uh, what do we got? A gutter full of ice cream. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out. Not good for the coronavirus, by no, the way. Yeah, no. Yeah. Were all of you guys there at this time in the seventies? No, no, okay. no, no. So when did you all come in? Just so I, I moved you in know in 19, 1988. Okay. Oh, so quite a I while ju- later. I jotted yeah. down the names of the people. The originals? That kicked off with us. And it was uh, Tom and Adele Neubauer, Tom and Marta Davey, Mike and Lynn Walsh, Dr. Larry and Mrs. Dorothy McDonald, and Bob and Mary Pat Dumke. That was... Like after we were going for about eight or ten months, they—that's how big it got. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and uh, as time went on, more and more people got involved. You know, they saw what was going on, and but I, but I understand you passed on the torch relatively soon, right? Yeah, maybe a year or two later. I'd say two years. Okay, and that was to Tom Newbauer. Tom Newbauer, who was Vince's father-in-law, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And did you get involved right away then when, when he was involved, basically? Um, it's kind of like a tornado. You get sucked in and you're in. <laughs> yeah. So um, I met Tom's daughter in January. June was my first Misna party. That was 89. And by then it was full tilt. And it pretty much one of the things that we had to do was stop by the next morning and make sure there was nobody sleeping on the street the next morning that was nice you know sounds like a fun party oh yeah yeah and, and did you find paul darley sleeping on the lawn With no no we were mostly interested in uh, mr reichert and my father-in-law but <laughs> they made it home thanks to thanks to paul you know and probably a couple other people I just have this vision of someone passed out on the lawn with gutter ice cream stains all over their shirt. <laughs> I don't think it was the ice cream that made him pass out. Well, no, I, can, no. I can tell you a story about Tom. Do tell. We, they had a fantastic basement. We're, we're in the Cherry Farm subdivision, and they owned the farmhouse of the Cherry Farm. Ah, okay. A real old home. It's gone now. And they had a fantastic basement. They had... Uh, a uh, pool table, player piano, slot machine. Yeah, slot machine. Poker just table. had all kinds. And so, if we had inclement weather at a block party, everybody would go in their basement nice. and spend the rest of the night down there. And so, one day it starts raining. It's about eight o'clock at night, and everybody gets up and goes in their basement. And Tom says to me, uh-uh, "We're not going in there." We're going to sit here on a curb. That uh, cooler is too heavy to carry. <laughs> when we get just a few bottles left in there, we'll carry it in. And that's where we spent the whole night. We never made it inside. Nice. Nice. Gotta okay. love a man with priorities. And goals. I was thinking, yeah. 
thinking of some other things we did in the first few years, uh, Adele rented a bus and driver, kind of like a minibus, like the small school buses, about that size. And PK's familiar with those. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Small school bus. Yeah. So anyway, she called the driver who owned the bus, Mr. Robinson. He was a nice man, and uh, I don't remember where he lived, somewhere in Chicago, I think. But he was a great guy, and he, he was very devoted to his wife. And so I <laughs> I get the, the bus rented, and I was taking guys to – county stadium to baseball games and it was all guys and then pretty soon some women started going and the last trip was all guys and we decided to stop at the brat stop on the way home and mr robinson said to me please don't stop there i said don't worry about it you're on the clock we'll pay you extra and he says my wife won't allow me to be late i said well just bear with us a little bit. So everybody goes in. There's a band playing, and the place is going crazy. Who was an Ozzy Osbourne uh, impersonator, yeah. if you recall? You were there, weren't you? I, I was. So okay. was Ozzy. You're serious? You're yeah. serious? I was, I was an impersonator. That's a weird thing yeah. for the brat stuff, though. I'm telling you. Is right. there really anything too weird for the broad stop, though? I think it was. Well, that's the last time <laughs> I saw a crazy Mr. Robinson. Guys. <laughs> Mr. Oh, really? Robinson didn't want to deal with us anymore. <laughs> wow. Or his wife wouldn't let him. I don't know. Yeah. So, Paul, you jumped in there somewhere along the way? Yeah, 1988. And, uh, you know, it was really cr- wild coming into a community. So we grew up in – my wife Heidi and I grew up in Oak Park and River Forest. So coming to Elmhurst, we didn't know many people. I remember getting involved in the JCs. But we had uh, we had a bet every time Paul says River Forest, we're going to take a drink. Oh, there you go. Right, very good. <laughs> oh, this could be dangerous. We do this with Paul Kalti too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> You're not the only one, All Paul. All right, very good. Um, but, you know, back in those days, it was really – you know, here we were, my wife and I were 23, 22 years old when we moved in and still live there today. And um, the same house, which we're proud of, a great place to raise a family, a great place to, particularly May Street, just a great place to raise our kids. But it was so interesting coming in and being embraced by, you know, I think at the time, Bull, you were probably 45 or 50 years old. And it was, it was just this, um, it was almost a, a mentorship or a, we really looked up to the established uh, residents and they really embraced us and they embraced our kids. And it was really special. You know, uh, Bull talks a little bit about block parties. Well, we were having, it, was, it wasn't unusual in the late 1980s and early 1990s and all through the 1990s really for us to have what tony 10 to 20 block parties a year really and those block parties weren't necessarily just block parties i mean we were doing the golf outings we were doing the easter egg hunts with the kids the halloween parties the you know the christmas parties the uh we called them driveway parties dri- we did a lot of driveway parties we just kind of grabbed a you know six pack and you what to tell them what a driveway party is don't Driveway parties when you just roll out the tables and you roll out the beer and <laughs> you roll out the grills and people just start coming all day long. People are coming over. They can smell the grills. Yeah. 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 We're, we're cooking, we're eating, and we're drinking, and we're having a good time. And then the kids start coming by, and it just kind of rolls on from there. 
and, and we were doing Cubs games, excuse me, Cubs games and Buffett concerts and oh, gosh, hay rides. And I mean, really just the list went on and on. And it was just, as you came, as we all, and Tony and I grew up together in River Forest. You better drink there, Rich. Oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, time out. Uh, uh, loaded. Uh, Hold on. <laughs> Give me a second, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but Tony and I grew up together. We even went to college together. And Adele, Tony will have to tell the story on how he, you ended up on May Street. But go ahead, Tony. Yeah, well, do tell. I rolled into May Street in 1990. And, and where did you come from? Uh, I came from River Forest. Oh, there you go. <laughs> At the time, I was living in an apartment in Oak Park, and uh, I was out with Paul one night on Madison Street. That's the street of dreams for the people out here in the western suburbs. And uh, <laughs> I was hanging out down there after work every night with my roommate, and Paul came to me, and he's like, you know, Tony, you're, you're making too much money to be living in an apartment and hanging out on Madison Street every night. You should move to Elmhurst. And I didn't really listen to him very much. And all of a sudden, the next day, it's 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and my phone rings. And I answer the phone, and there's a lady on the phone, and she says, Hi, my name's Adele Neubauer. <laughs> I'm Paul Darley's neighbor in Elmhurst. There's a house for sale down the street. Bring your checkbook. Meet you tomorrow <laughs> afternoon at 1 o'clock. Really? Really? Yeah. Long long story short, I bought the house. Didn't look at any other house. Just looked at that one. And uh, didn't care that it was the dumpiest house on the block. I didn't didn't care. Yeah. So I, I moved in there. and uh, It was a cat lady's house, by the way. I heard she died there, too. All these oh. things you find out later. You were married, right? No, I was I was actually single. And single guy. So moving, I, I moved. moved to oh, you I, should have um, seen the ladies coming in and out of there when he moved in. <laughs> Rich lived across the street. <laughs> no, I was. Uh, so I moved into the house, and that's all I really had was a lawn chair and a big screen TV. And I, they were having the first block party that I was a part of in 1990. And... Uh, I had come home from golfing all day with my buddies and was a little bit tired, so I took a little nap in my lawn chair in my living room watching TV, and I was <laughs> asleep, sound asleep at probably about 10 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night. Paul, Bull, Prez, a couple of the other guys came in, walked right in my front door, couldn't wake me because I was sound asleep, <laughs> and they picked me up in my lawn chair and carried me out into the middle of the street. Wow. <laughs> back back then, those block parties lasted all night long, so about eight hours later at five or six in the morning, I was the last person to leave the block party that Did night. Did Vince find you? <laughs> well, he may have. When we were sweeping through. He may yeah. have, yeah. <laughs> so that. those were the good times, and like the, the year after that, I remember another block party story. Um, Prez, Tom, and Adele, they had... Uh, they also had a hot tub in the back of that uh, that house, that the, the prairie house. The that old they chicken had coop was it in? Uh, it was very nice. There really was a chicken coop yeah. there. Was we, there? Yeah. But they had the hot tub, and I think what Vince was probably one of the first places he had to look was to see if anybody was anywhere near the hot tub because uh, that was a, a congregating point. Yeah. I remember when uh, one time... Adele was in the hot tub with Bob Dumpke, and Bob Dumpke played a joke on her and wore two pairs of swim trunks. And while they were both in the hot tub, he took the first pair off 
Yeah, and let him. it float on the water. Yeah, then he threw him up in the air. <laughs> yeah, she freaked. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, friends, this is former Elmhurst City Manager Tom Borchert. Hey, and whenever I'm back at Elmhurst, I look up at that Butterfield Water Tower, and I am so thankful I wasn't the one who gave him the keys to get up there. Wow. Guests of the Lowdown will receive an Elmhurst E-Town Lowdown coffee mug suitable for all types of beverages, courtesy of the Elmhurst Armpit Orchestra. And now it's time for another edition of Clever Ken the Hardware Man, featuring Ken Ebel of Ebel's Haste Hardware at 1028 South York in Elmhurst. Mort Molitor from South Elmhurst writes, Them stinky black and white striped squirrels dig in my yard every night. I don't know why them varmints like my grass more than the bumpuses next door. Their lawn looks like a gourmet vegan smorgasbord compared to mine. How do I keep them buggers from digging for Chinese takeout in my yard? All right, Mort, it seems like you have a grub problem in your yard. They're pretty easy to get rid of. You're going to use something like a grub axe, and you're going to apply that to your yard, and they will be gone for the duration of the season. And you'll never smell crab ragoons again. I'm Clever Ken, the hardware man, helping you help yourself. The E-Town Lowdown, brought to you by the wonderful folks at the Elmhurst Armpit Orchestra, featuring the biggest bass drum in the world at nine feet in diameter. Yes, you heard that right, nine feet in diameter. So we're back here on the Lowdown with uh, our personal favorite segment, the E-Town Lowdown Mowdown. Love it. We mow down our guests to their very core. And this is going to be a little different tonight because we've got four guests, and we're just going to kind of let them shout out the answer, right, PK? They're going to mow back at us, I guess. So you guys ready? Anybody can answer, right? Mow, mow, mow down. Here's the first question. Prez Neubauer or Chief Neubauer? Prez. 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 Whoa, pretty overwhelming. Uh, who has the nicest lawn? This is on the whole street we're talking. I'd say Darley. I've got a really good service. Thank you. <laughs> so who makes the best homemade pizza? Never been made on our street. Yeah, we don't do that. Really? Who are the cutest couple? Oh, we've got some nice ones who have moved in recently. I'd say Frank and uh, Diane. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> a little ditty. <laughs> but Jack <laughs> and Diane. Yeah. All right. Who has the best swimming pool? Jill Bennis. All right. Good to know. Oh. Lots of memories in that swing pool, Tony. Yeah. Do you care to share any of those? Maybe later. <laughs> good, to, good to know when we're skinny. Tell different. us about it, Tony. <laughs> okay. I plead the fifth. So who do you go to if your car needs a jump? Prez. Well, must have been a heck of a leader. <laughs> Mikey's Moon or Bill's Low Riders? Wow. That's a Ooh. thinker. Mikey's, Painful topic. Mikey's Moon is... Shown from both sides of the street over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Those are, that's, this is just not a good topic. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that in another segment. Because I don't, I, I don't understand anything. I kind of miss Mikey's moons. There you go. There's the answer. All right. Dutch Elm or Dutch Treat? Well, Dutch Elms took a toll on us. Wiped out our, all the trees on our street. So Dutch Treat then. Mm-hmm. By default. Okay, who's got the biggest backyard? <laughs> That's not a euphemism. 
I'd We're not white. talking about Cardi B. <laughs> I'd say whites do now. Yeah, whites. Does anyone on the street play bridge? No. No. Interesting. They kindly does. That's a Prairie Avenue game. Oh, got to turn are the they, corner. Well, are they part of Mizna though? Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little later. They don't later. play on Mizna though. They're not. They're not recognized. I think they play at River Forest. Oh, you got a drink. Yeah, yeah. You got a drink there. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, which family is most like the Brady Bunch? <laughs> There's not a lot of large families over there right not now. Not anymore. No. Well, think back in the day. Anybody have an Alice? Yeah. Jill Bennis kind of, she she had kind of a Brady Bunch family, I think. All right. Scotty? Okay. This ought to be an interesting one. What was the group's favorite drinking game? We don't play games when we drink. <laughs> <laughs> Very okay. true. You guys ready for this one? Doc or dot? Dot. Dot. We get an explanation on that one? No. No <laughs> explanation needed. Later. You answered. Uh, will there ever be a female MSNA president? There already is. Yeah, there already is. No, there will never be. <laughs> there will Tony, never Mary be. Mary Parati she is really the true president today. She runs things. No, she is my assistant. Well, you guys can. No, you're her. Wow, you know what? Gutsy. Oh, if we can add, though, we do have a May Street uh, Neighbor of the Year award that's given out every year at our Christmas party still today, and uh, that's always gone to a woman. Excellent. That that does not make up Sounds for the very lack sexist. of a woman president. Yeah. But nice try. Very sexist. And you, you and your wife can sort that out after she hears this. <laughs> <laughs> she hears it all the time. <laughs> I tell her that all the time. <laughs> okay, ready for this? What year was the best block party? Oh, that's a good question. 1998. Oh, no. Yeah, 98. Aston answered. Does anyone play kick the can on the block? No. no. <laughs> okay. Uh, who has the best man cave? My, uh, Prez obviously had the best man cave of all time, but now that that house isn't there, I would have to think it would be... Probably mine. Yeah, you get a good one. And Tony hosts all the Christmas parties now every year. <laughs> Makes it the best. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to dish, dish up a little bit of dirt here. Who's the last one in the neighborhood to mow their lawn? Nobody mows their lawn in the neighborhood. <laughs> Once, you know, we did Once take our whole na- we did take our whole neighborhood out to bid actually on our lawn service years ago. Really? So we got one lawn service to come in and do everybody. That's, nice. that's the good way thinking. to do it. Good yeah. thinking. Nice. The real question would be who was the last in the neighborhood to take down their lights? Oh, oh that's Jeff Deagle. There's no question. They're, yeah. still, They're up. still up. They're, They're still, still up. up. <laughs> it's an embarrassing. Ah, uh, jeez. I, I can't even read. Um uh which family oh is most like Beaver Cleaver's family. Present or past? You know, one of the kids reminds me, I think the Reicherts. Really? <laughs> that would make Rich as a kid. That would make Rick. Who has the biggest grill? Beaver We're moving on. <laughs> Who has the biggest grill? <laughs> oh, gosh, that's Dave Carpenter, no question. He actually brings his whole grill. He, want, he runs the whole um, rib fest and everything every year. And he's really? got the whole cart thing and he. We, we were Dave, t- Dave's been nice enough to bring that to a couple of the Mizna block parties and cook uh, 
a just a humongous feast for the entire block party. It's been just. Great. And does he live in the block? Yeah, he, he lives in the block. Oh, that's a huge sacrifice. Yeah, and, and he, to bring it there, and it has keggers built in and all the Except rest. Except when it's, we said grill, we were talking about a fashion accessory for teeth. <laughs> 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 All right, who who had the best lemonade stand? Oh gosh, KK Profita, I think. Nice, yeah, came out of nowhere. Raccoons yeah. or skunks? Oh, skunks Ooh. kill us. Yeah, a lot of skunks. We've we've gone through eras where we've had a lot of raccoons, but now right it's now, ki- it's, now it's coyotes. Coyotes are coyotes. The, uh, they're the they're the risk. I got possibly the most stupid question. I apparently lawn service or lawn mower. Service. service. <laughs> if you bid it out as a whole street, <laughs> and I think we might have hit, we might have hit this already because clearly we know from the Broadstop story that there were Brewers trips here. Were there any White Sox or Cubs bus trips? Lots, yes, we had a lot many, of Cubs. Many, we had yeah. we had a lot of Cubs trips. Okay, we would. Which were best? We would uh, a lot the, of smoke in those buses. Which ones were best? <laughs> In the White Sox or Cubs? Well, we we all we all primarily only did the Cubs games. We always did a Friday afternoon Cubs That's game. A young whippersnapper doesn't remember the White Sox games. We uh, well, we're a lot of Cubs fans. Yeah, we're well, a lot of Cubs know, fans, and we liked Wrigleyville. I guess I, I I'm a Sox fan, but I liked uh, when everybody comes from here, River, here. River Forest. You're here, here. a lot of Cubs oh. fans. <laughs> Drink twice yeah. for the White Sox and River Forest. <laughs> we would in the early days we we would take buses that didn't have bathrooms on it, and then uh, Mary took over that event, and she here, straightened that out. We we always had a bus with a bathroom on it because those were long rides down and back, and multiple coolers of beer on there, and we'd go to the we'd go straight to the game, we'd get in the game. We'd enjoy the confines of Wrigley Field. Then we would always go over to Yaxi's and eat hundreds and hundreds of chicken wings and have a few more beers before we got on the bus for the ride home. But that was a great afternoon. It was. Great afternoon. We we would also we would hit some of the other bars over there, the Cubby Bear. Sure. And I remember this is probably the 1990 Cubs game. And uh, we're all in the Cubby Bear, and... Back then, they used to have bands play, and we're in there listening to a band, and everybody's dancing, and Prez slipped, and he fell to the floor, and <laughs> I think somebody jumped on his back and was surfing on him, and he, uh, he got up, and I happened to walk in the room, and I went up behind him, and I see he's got a footprint on his back, and I put my arm around him and I said, God love you. Now now I know why they call you the Prez. <laughs> <laughs> so present company excluded, who's the most handsome husband on the block? Or it's been part of Mizna. Present or past. I'll tell you, Jill Bennis's husband, Craig, he was kinda like a he was a very handsome guy. But could I edit that Next. out? <laughs> <laughs> a little man love there. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> you know. Some people have man crushes, I guess. Okay. Can we talk right, about who, something else? Yeah. <laughs> Come who, on. who had the most kids and how many? That they knew of. <laughs> can, can anybody think of anybody with more than three? Yeah, gosh. No. Really? That's why we have to All have right. lawn service. All right, moving on. We don't have enough boys. Planned Parenthood. Who had the fastest car? 
Mark Anderson in a Ferrari. Really? That'll do Good it. Job. Yeah, I think he won. Hands down. Who's hosted the best Christmas party? Tony Parati. Yep. Mary Parati, excuse me. Tony Tony, <laughs> yeah. Tony Parati. <laughs> President Pro Tem, Mary Parati? That's it. <laughs> um, leg lamp or wreath? Leg, leg lamp. lamp. Leg lamp. Finally, a unanimous answer. Yeah, right. This is a deeply philosophical question. Hill or prairie? Prairie. Prairie. Wow. Did that, did that mean more stragglers coming over? Yeah, higher yeah. participation rate. <laughs> Flat a, lot of, a lot of wannabes over there. Flatbed or fire truck? Fire truck. Bull. Come on, though. He's not answering. Jeez. I'd say fire truck. That flatbed, yeah, if too. it ran over your foot, you were done. <laughs> um, Earth PK? Yeah. Uh, front yard or backyard? Front, front yard. yard. Front yard. Nice. Get it out in the open. All right. So we covered the Brady Bunch and the Cleavers. So which family was most like the Partridge family? Musical, maybe mm. talented. talented. We don't have any of those. Artistic yeah. strum, what about Welsh? Strum the bass. Did any of her kids play? Who, uh, who was the? What was her name? Walsh. Walsh. Lynn Walsh. Lynn, Lynn Walsh. Walsh. She was a singer. Were her kids musical? And, I don't think so. But oh. she was a good actress too. May Street, <laughs> North Side, or South Side? North South Side. side. Well, I didn't, what was that now? Bay Street, north, north side, side or south side? North south side. South side. Wow. Interesting. Uh, favorite pizza delivery place? Roberto's. 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 I love it. East of Prairie. I pick up, by the way, with my coupon for my free pop. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? East of Prairie or west of Prairie? East. West. East. Cicadas or mosquitoes? What about do for them? Uh, fireworks uh, for amateurs or professionals? Mark Jonah with his amateur. Amateurs. Yeah. We had the police come on more than one occasion. Who's the first to get their sho- snow shoveled in the winter? Bull and Margaret. And why is that? That was quick. Because she gets out there first. They're out there early in the morning. I thought you were talking about a long time ago when Bull had Rick do it. Is there a favorite uh, block I, party I don't game? ever recall seeing Rich shovel the snow, um, actually. I have a story about that. I'll tell later. What's a favorite block party game? Any? So we what? don't play drinking games. You take it too seriously to do that. I heard that Naked Twister? We used to haven't done that in a while. We haven't done that in a <laughs> long time. Uh, Vince, we, we did Vince you we, really got to stop taking it in the gutter. We've done a couple yeah. of eggs. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to have to edit a lot of what you set out. We've done an egg toss. That was uh, one of the games there. We've uh, The jumping gym for the kids. We watched, uh, we watched playoff Blackhawks games a couple of years. Um, who, who, I was going to say who plants, but I'm going to say... Who has the most flowers planted for them by their lawn service? Actually, Klein hands have beautiful flowers. Oh, they plant nice. them themselves. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Nice. On Mother's Day. And, he, and by the way, he mows his lawn with an electric mower, by the way, to be green. Uh, plug-in or battery? So it is rich. Uh, he's got battery. battery yeah, no, yeah. they can't go to the plug-in. That's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it's cumbersome. I, I grew up doing that. Oh, so yeah. Throwing the cord oh, over. Yeah, oh, yeah. And what, yeah. what did your kids grow up doing? Watching the lawn service, right? Yeah. Well. Yeah. All right. Lexus or BMW? Lexus. Lexus. Who would you go to if your kid needed help with their physics homework? 
Dave Kleinhans, he's a physics teacher at Fenwick. After he sold his company, he goes. He went back and he actually uh, donates his time really doing that. Softball, Amazing neighbor. Softball question. <laughs> In honor of Dave. There you go. Uh, along those lines. Okay, last round, guys. No, Pick no. your best question. Oh, because no, i got to throw in this one okay, after that. Ask two in a in, row. In then. honor of that, who would you go to if you needed to buy a fire engine? <laughs> I'd go to Darling. I'll see Darling. Amen, brother. <laughs> go ahead, PK. You got another one? Um, Wait a minute. I got one here. Okay. Fire engine or fire truck? Fire, fire truck. truck. <laughs> the, the one guy I was looking for an answer from. You know, the, we actually call him fire apparatus. Really? Is that, is that more than one of the apparatus? Well, that's yeah. that's, that's, that's that, politically that a, correct, so you don't get engine or truck <laughs> upset at each other. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Watch out for your apparatus. You can go by pumpers. You know, there's all sorts of different words to go by. But technical terms. Yeah. Okay, uh, PK. Close it up, PK. Uh, all right. Who has the hottest wife? No, don't answer that one. That was a, a rhetorical question. Uh, cicadas or mosquitoes? Oh, gee, we cicadas. haven't heard that one yet. But that's okay. Good, good question. We're still with cicadas. <laughs> Still, it's still cicadas. <laughs> but four questions ago, that's okay. It's at the bottom of the list. Somebody went out of order. Malort, you got another one. All right, who's the best golfer of the group? Oh, that was Tom. Mike. That's Mike Perfita. Tom oh, had yeah. his set of club. Remember yeah. that? Oh yeah. <laughs> tell, tell Vince. Tell us a little bit about Tom's set of club. He uh, had a club with a. It came with an Allen wrench, and you could adjust the pitch. <laughs> On the head. <laughs> so he would adjust it. He called it his set of club. And he said it saved a lot of room in his bag for bear. <laughs> we, would, we would do a neighborhood golf outing every year, every summer, and then somebody would host a party after the golf outing. And we'd go over to uh, Oak Brook Municipal Course over there and play nine holes and then come back and have a party. And Tom, the prez, was... Always a treat to be out there with his club of golf. <laughs> wow. Okay, guys, you each got one more, then I'll finish it up. Uh, does anyone play Bunko? No. Really? Interesting. I'm aware of. Right, social, social street? Nobody's playing Bunko. No. Seems to be the optimal question. Bratstop or Mars Cheese Castle? Bratstop. Bratstop. And the last question, the best street in Elmhurst? May, May Street. Street. All right. Yeah, Great we'll, Street. We'll be right back on the lowdown. Hi, this is Pamela Dunley. As president and CEO of Elmhurst Hospital, I know that sometimes laughter can be the best medicine. When I need a good laugh, I tune into the E-Town Lowdown. And you should, too. Give it a try. This is Bob Robertson, Sr. When I have insomnia, I listen to Robbie and Rick on the E-Town Lowdown. Why don't you? Bet my money on a Bob Dale nag. The staff and management of the E-Town Lowdown would like to assure our more sensitive listeners that our food critic Sal is really half Italian. His mother is from Poland and his father is from the great country of Italy. We hope you will enjoy and not be offended. Hey, it's Slappy Sal here for the E-Town Lowdown. I want to tell you about one of my favorite hangouts, Manny's Ale House. Manny's down on St. Charles Road, west of Route 83. You know over by there? It's like your uh, classic neighborhood pub, you know what I mean? Comfortable place to hang out with your friends. I met up there last week with some of the guys from the old neighborhood. Boris the Spider was there, so was Johnny the Mooch and Joey Tree Noodles. It's the heavy fuel crew, you know what I mean? 
A lot of good stuff over there. We had burgers and pizzas, but the kicker was the apps over there. They had some good ones. They had wings, calamari, and boom, the flaming cheese came out. You know that uh, Saganasty Greek cheese stuff? That's a riot. You know, the other thing you got to try is they got Nutella poppers. They're little pastries filled with Nutella and vanilla ice cream. It's amazing. I didn't think we'd ever get Boris the Spider out of that place. Manny's is a great place to have some food and a good beer or two. Turns out they got a great party room in the back. Just go ask Manny to take you back there. Check it out. Manny's is a great place to just kick back, enjoy some good food and drink. Have a good time. This has been Slappy Sal reporting for the E-Town Lowdown saying, hey, you can trust your dog to watch your house, but never trust your dog to watch your meatball sandwich. What is the deal with Robbie and Rick? Are they geniuses? Are they before their time? I don't know. It's a show about nothing. I think you should listen to them on the E-Town Lowdown. For interesting interviews and intelligent banter, listen to Bobby and Rick on the E-Town Lowdown. Are we clear? I can't believe these guys asked me to do this. I- I'm sorry. Um, yeah, is there any other promos you'd like me to read? Probably not good enough. No, that's, that's okay. We're back on the Lowdown with our good friends from the May Street Neighborhood Association, a.k.a. Mizna. Scotty? Yeah, so my question for all of you is... is- Mizna's created in the early 70s, and somehow at the end of this story, it becomes a thing citywide. Can you explain a little bit of how it went from being just neighborhood block parties to being more involved in the rest of town? Because I heard you talking parades, things like that. So how did that all come about? Well, I would, I would say when, when Bill started this whole thing back then, you know, it, it would just congregate on May Street, and then it kind of grew, and I remember in the mid-90s when Whirly Ball first came out, we decided to, uh, May Street decided to challenge the folks from South Street to a game of Whirly Ball. So we all jumped in our cars, drove over there, men and women, and drinking a lot of beer and having a big party and smashing into each other. And a couple people had some minor injuries, but we got through it okay. And that kind of started it. And then we did the parade. Wait, who won? We did. May Street. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah, definitely. Like That's the, my recollection. It's like yeah. the judge. We actually took a bus. I've got a little oh, we took a different bus? perspective on that. For, for <laughs> what I've seen uh, around town where we became exposed to many other people in town was when Paul Darley brought the antique fire engine in and we started having the kids ride on that and we followed some of us in cars, some of us walking, and I'd go to work. I worked in Franklin Park at the time, and people from work would come up to me and say, I saw you in a parade. Hmm. And, you know, is your whole neighborhood in that parade? And I'd, I'd say, you know, just some people on our street. And pretty soon, they're talking about it, you know. And uh, I even ran into my boss and his family uh, coming out of the underpass. They were on one side of the street. And they were all telling me how great it was that we would take the time to do so that. So this was the Memorial Day Parade. Fourth right? of July. Fourth of July. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was a while ago. And, yeah. and we would actually yeah. also, I remember one year or two, do you remember Kathy Profita submitted a picture of us and it became the, the picture for the city of Elmhurst 
uh, on their calendar, on the cover of their calendar. Nice. Yeah. Uh, or at least the July, maybe it was just the July date. I still have a copy of that, but it was great. And I remember coming back from that 4th of July parade we had, and we went by the street just north of Winthrop. I can't remember the name. They had were a street that had a lot of spirit as well. And I remember yelling out, remember yelling, Claremont. we have spirit. Yes, we do. <laughs> we have spirit. How about you? And, and, uh, and, and I remember then, too, we, I think it was probably shortly thereafter, after we, were, I believe, were the first street in town to put up the Christmas trees at night. At night. So May Street had the benefit too of having you know being a curvy street that was a little bit hilly, you know, unusual for Elmhurst, um, and so it really gave a nice aura. And that I think also, uh, you know, took a, you know that's very popular now all all across town. So yeah, yeah right. um, you know, so I think it was just kind of just small you know acts that uh, you know that where we reached out to different folks and and that. Uh, Do you guys participate in the St. Patrick's Day parade that just took place here? We have, yeah, we have, yeah, but not not in the last twenty years. Gotcha. Yeah. We're all too drunk to drive. <laughs> <laughs> People drink at the St. Patrick's Day parade now. <laughs> so, are there any other streets that you all are aware of that have been as cohesive a group as yours, with all the different things you've done, whether it be on the street, off the street? Not that we know of. I've, not, I, I've not, seen some that. They get together and have a good turnout, but then you don't hear anything from them for several years. Like uh, Hill Street comes to mind. Hill used to have a lot of black parties and stuff for like three or four years, and then it flashed and stopped. Yeah. And I think if I had to credit people with why ours has continued, I would uh, probably start with Tom Newbauer and Adele and say, they did a fantastic job, and they did it for a long time, and they wouldn't let it stop. And I'd say the same thing about Mary and her helper, Tony Parati. <laughs> they will not let it die. They will do anything to make it better, and they have. Right. And with that said, we're actually putting a lot of onus on the next generation, the younger families who are just moving in saying time for you guys to step up and it's great to see them ha getting together you know neighbors and they've got the, they seem to you know have a lot of their own little parties and watch each other's kids and embrace that same spirit that uh, so you are that seeing had. that now there's yeah some yeah 20 somethings with or 30 exactly 20 and 30 something with, 30 kids something and, with yeah. little kids and, nice. and our, our, our neighborhood's almost turning over a bit now which is awesome so nice. we're kind of putting a little pressure on them to step it up and come up with some new you know, it is uh, nice you know, to have those multi-generational uh, environments. Yeah. You know? It's where you have three generations going. And That's along great. the lines of the of history as it relates to Mizna, uh, Tony, can you give us a little background on, on all the presidents of Mizna and maybe about when they served? Sure. Right, sure. Up, to, right up to today with Mary. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let me just say one other thing about the Mizna uh, block party. I think what made it what makes it work is you have a group of people that really like being with each other and they like partying with each other. And it's a simple block party. It's not real extravagant. It's like roll your cooler out your front door, bring your lawn chair. It's party time. You know, I've the ones that I've been part of that have just been a short time. It gets more elaborate and more elaborate. And finally, you know, people are like, oh, I can't do that again. You know, it's a whole, you know, weekend of setting up and taking down. Bigger is not always better. But along the lines of what uh, Vince is saying, it, it used to be when we first started having our block parties, people would go home and 
barbecue and they'd be gone for a while and then they'd come back with their food and by the time they got back it was cold and you know this kind of thing happened all the time so i told them hey look i'll bring my grill out a couple more you bring your grill out hope you hopefully you have a bigger one than i do and uh People can bring a cooler with their food in it and do it right here, and uh, you don't have to go back. Well, everybody loved that, you know. And uh, then now we've gotten to the point where we have a lot of the food delivered. Well, everybody has everybody <laughs> has gas grills, right? So it's been a bit of a challenge to get enough grilling going out out front. So we ordered pizzas one year, and you know, Tacos everybody brings a dish. So there's just so now you call a taco truck to come over? We, 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 did, we had a taco this truck. This year we did Mary have called, the taco, called the taco truck. I, I called, we did. I called the taco truck. Mary dialed. <laughs> Told you what to say. <laughs> so, Tony, historically, tell yeah. us about the presidents. So we're, we don't know exactly what year Bill started this whole thing, but it was somewhere back in the 70s. And at some point in time, shortly after that, Tom Neubauer took over. Tom... Neubauer retired March 10th of 2001, wow. passed the tort. Yeah, so he had quite a long range there. Wow. Um, somewhere in the 15 to 25-year range where it's a little bit murky there. <laughs> We're not quite sure some of those early days. Our records, our records are not clear from back then. <laughs> and uh, so then um, Tom That's, Prez patched the, passed the torch to Ken Banizak and Kenny <coughs> Kenny was president until August 12th of 2005. And then uh, August 12th of 2005, they passed the torch to me, and I'm going to hold it here for a short time until we can find somebody worthy of succeeding. So, I, you know, I'm sorry we can't ask Mary directly, but as, as her proxy, <laughs> does, um, does the fact that that you knew Prez Tom so well, and he, he was called Prez ever since he was president, Absolutely. right? I mean, that we all know him by Prez. You all know him by Prez. Even though Mary's the current Prez, we know him as Prez. We don't, we don't call Mary Prez. We just call her President Mary, right? So does the fact that, that you all knew Prez so well and the, the person he was keep you really in the back of your mind, like we got to keep this thing going because of Prez and – you know, when that when you pass it on and all of a sudden there's people that never met Prez, are they going to have that same glue? I mean, isn't isn't Prez kind of at the center of that? I, I definitely agree he's at the center of it for sure. But it's more out of – it's more about keeping the neighborhood activities for all them to get the younger families and kids involved in the neighborhood in the spirit of what Tom always wanted to do. I mean, he was the, you know, he was always there. He was always talking to all of us. You know, I mean, I can just remember, remember it just like yesterday. Uh, when are you going to marry that girl? You know, and when are you going to have a kid? And when are you going to have another kid? And when are you going to have a girl, for Christ's sakes? And, uh, you know, I mean, he was always on that. And so he was kind of, he's clearly the motivation because he was all about the family, the friendship, the neighborhood, the community. Actually, I was going to ask you about that because you said you moved in as a single guy. Yeah. Right? So when you were looking for a wife, you had to find somebody that wanted, was willing to live on May Street. 
<laughs> yeah. he, he wasn't willing I, to leave. How so. did that go? How did that go? Did you well, introduce her to the street, and the street had to approve? Or <laughs> did, by did, the way, did the prez have to approve? By the way, he's got a big foot, and he outkicked his coverage big time. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we we when Mary and I were dating at the time when I bought the house. So we <clears throat> when we moved when we were about, I moved in when she was about to move in. We went down to Prez's house, and I said, Prez, you know. Is it okay if Mary comes and moves into the neighborhood? <laughs> you, you, you went to him for his blessing. I went yeah. for his blessing, yeah. yes. Yeah. You know, I do have to tell you, when Prez died last fall, Tony came around the whole neighborhood, knocked on every door and said, get out here on the street. We are having a cocktail for the Prez, you know, in honor of the Prez. And we all we all sat around and had uh, really great discussion and uh, memories of uh, of him and and that wasn't only just the it was most it was primarily those who knew him but it was also a lot of other neighbors i think it was a weeknight about eight o'clock at night it was that's awesome it yeah. was it was a weeknight and i came home from work and i got home around seven thirty, eight o'clock and I, I i went in the house and i was thinking about it and i kind of walked out on my front porch and i was you know just kind of looking at the street and it was dead quiet not a car going by nothing and i was just like this just isn't right this just isn't right and i'm like you know what do i do i you know i i just i just didn't feel right and um i ran across the street and i said hey bull would you be okay if i got the went and knocked on everybody's door who knew prez and we came over to my house and just had one or two quick beers not a big party not a big thing let's just all get together and um Bull said that, that was okay, and he frankly, that was, I needed that. Yeah, I think all of us did. We all yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. So then I, I ran down the street as quick as I could, literally running down Main Street, knocking on probably about eight or ten doors. Not not too many because mo- not all the people didn't know Perez. So uh, ev- everybody, everybody, every door I knocked on, everybody was there, and uh, we had if we all congregated on my porch, we were there for about two hours, and we had a couple of drinks. And uh, said a said a couple quick prayers, and uh, told stories. A lot of, of toasts, <laughs> a lot of good toasts. Two prayers, probably twenty toasts, and a lot of great stories. So hopefully, one of you is ready for this. But I would ask each of you to tell one one of your favorite prez stories, and whoever wants to go first, just take the mic. Sure. You know, I'll go first. I uh, Tom was a bleeding Democrat, and I'm about as far right as they go. So, um, <laughs> so he uh, when when. Uh, President Clinton was running for office. He had gone and he made his own Clinton for president uh, sign, and he put it up in his tree. And it was a it was a piece of wood, probably three foot by three foot. And I think he had even hand painted Clinton for president. And and he had the numbers like, you know, three months, two months, one month. Oh, until you know. he was yeah right. Yeah. So he he was counting his days till you know he was a he was a teamster and he was a he was a fuel truck driver. Um, and just, you know, he was, you know, as Democrat as they came. Well, he used to tell all of his friends at the, you know, his in the Teamsters that if they thought they lived in a tough neighborhood, they should come over by his house because somebody <laughs> shot an arrow through his Clinton sign. And that was that was that was me. So that was <laughs> well, you know, speaking of uh, uh, being a Democrat, he drove for Standard Oil. My most favorite Tom story. I tell this all the time so people understand what kind of guy he was. Uh, one time he he came home and he was wearing an Amico hat, and he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, you know, it's Amico gives us the hats because he would go out in the winter time and and 
you know, drop gas at the gas station. And he goes, it's so funny. Every day I leave with a hat. Every day I see a kid that needs a hat. He goes, by the end of winter, you know, every kid in the neighborhood's running around in an Amico hat. (laughs) And that was him. You know, he would literally, I always, I had a rule in my, uh, at my house, nobody could talk politics except for my father-in-law because one, he couldn't help himself. And two, he was that Democrat that would give the shirt off his back to, you know, to give it to somebody who needed it more than him. So nice. It's awesome. Nice. My, my favorite story is clearly the uh, cubby bear story with uh, the footprints on his yeah. back. That <laughs> yeah, he told he earlier. But another took it like a man. Yeah, another <laughs> another kind of funny story is uh, I laughed pretty hard when I saw Bill and Tom moving Dorothy McDonald's shed, a big wooden shed, like the si- almost the size of a garage. They rolled it on some sort of contraption that they built across the street and into Marty's backyard, right up against Frank's lot line. And I knew that when Frank was going to see that in Marty's yard, he was going to go haywire. And I couldn't stop laughing. I, I, it was hysterical. There went my story. Oh, no. You tell, tell, the, tell the real story, Bull. Well, what happened was uh, Marty needed a shed. And Dorothy and Larry are selling their house. So Dorothy said, let's give the shed to Marty. So Marty calls Tom and he says, can you and Bill help me move the shed from their house on the corner down to the middle of the block and across the street? So Tom said, yeah, we'll figure it out for you. So we're moving the thing down there and a police came by once and uh, the guy said, you can't do that. I said, well, things are already in front of the house where it's going. You know, why not just let us get it off the street? So he said, okay. So now we're hauling it up to Marty's driveway to put it behind the house. And I said, you want it to the left, don't you, Marty? That's where your lot is. He said, no, I want it to the right on Frank's property line. I said, you're going to put it right on a property line? He says, yeah. Okay. So we, we inch by inch, we got that thing over there and got it set down. And Tom says, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm walking across the street, and here comes Frank, home for lunch. And I said, this is going to be fun. <laughs> I never did hear what, you know, I know he moved it again, but I never he- did hear what the conversation was. But that was sure a lot of fun. I had... One other thing I was going to mention to you that always gives me a chuckle. We we took a couple of trips with Tom and Adele after I retired. And uh, the first one was to Europe, and we went to several different countries. And Tom's oldest daughter, uh, Lisa, was at the time living with her husband in Stuttgart. They had just gotten married in London had a reception in London, had a reception here, and had their third reception in Stuttgart. And since we were all going to Europe, we went to the reception in Stuttgart. And 
Her husband is a great guy. He was born and raised in uh, the Stuttgart area. Well, he was a favorite son-in-law, right? Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Still is. <laughs> uh, Hans said to Tom and I, I understand you guys are going down to Munich. And uh, Tom said, yeah, we are. We're going uh, to the, uh, what the heck's the name of that place? Uh, Hofbrau House. Hofbrau House. He says, we're going to the Hofbrau House. And Hans says, don't go to the Hofbrau House. He says, I can give you five different places to go that are better. And uh, Tom says, I want to go to the Hofbrau House. And he says, I'll tell you what's going to happen to you. You go to the Hofbrau House, you're going to get surrounded by Japanese. And they're all going to be drinking sake. So we go to the Hofbrau House. Sorry, Hans. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were staying at a motel that had about four rooms in it in, in uh, that area, not far from the Hofbrau House. And we're sitting at the bar, and uh, there was a young couple working there. They were both college students. And I says, what's the Hofbrau House like? And the guy says, don't go there, he says. It's all tourists, and he said, you're going to run. You won't even see a German in there. So I told Tom what he said. He said, we're going to the Hofbrau House. So we go to the Hofbrau House, and we sit down at the table. It's a big, long table. Four of us are sitting there, and they bring this young married couple in there from Japan. <laughs> Set them down with us, and I told I'm poking Tom. I said, Tom, look at this. He says, shut up. <laughs> he says, the, the Japanese couple ordered us each a sake. Oh, man. So we ordered them a beer, and they're very nice. <laughs> so I, I, I want to retort or at least reply to something that was said earlier about never seeing me shovel snow. <clears throat> oh, jeez. Let go. So they, the old... <laughs> Man, I'm the being old, challenged. This is not family I want, therapy. I want you, guys, I want you, you <laughs> whippersnappers to know about the old guy over here. So it was that, that blizzard of 79 year, and um, a new guy moved into the block, and that was uh, Doc and Dot's son, Cliff McDonald. Oh, that was one of my questions, Doc or Dot? Doc and Dot. Yeah. Doc, and she was, a, she was a CPA, and their three kids were an attorney, a CPA, and a Doc. So the one that ended up being a doc, a couple years older than me, I was a freshman in high school that year, and he was a junior when he moved in. So he goes up and down the street that winter, and you remember it was a horrible winter for snow, knocking on doors trying to get a snow plow job, a snow shovel job. Nobody would hire him. Nobody. And he and I had just barely met and didn't really know each other, so... About six months later, you know, it's summer, and we get to know each other. We start playing tennis together. He says, i got to ask you a question. I see you and your brother out shoveling snow, snow blowing, all these houses. Nobody will hire me. What's the deal? I said, my parents won't let us charge. <laughs> you were looking for money. We did it for free. That's so, a missing a benefit. Yeah, it is. So, like, is there a kid now? There's not a kid now. It's Margaret who does all the snow plowing on the street. There's no kid. I mean, God forbid one of your kids ever shoveled any snow, right? Well, 
Mary shovels the snow. <laughs> <laughs> well, the president has to shovel snow. We all know that. <laughs> wait, wait. So as long as we're clarifying, what's the story between the leg lamp and the wreath? Oh, that's a great one. Go ahead, Vince. Take it. The Christmas story came out, and Tom just loved it. Actually, um, all every Christmas I spent with Tom and Adele, that movie played the whole time we were together. Kids opening gifts. I mean, I look back at old videos. That's playing in the background. Um, Tom made Bill a leg lamp, and it literally was the first one I ever saw because it was so fresh. Like that movie was in the theaters, hadn't even hit the buck 50 shows and Bill had a leg lamp. So it was like, (laughs) you know, it was the first leg lamp outside of that movie that Tom made for Bill. So it's still up every year, right? Well, every year I, uh, he gave it to us for our 25th wedding anniversary. And, uh, so we've had it for a number of years. I put it up every Thanksgiving day in the front window and take it down on New Year's. It's been there every year ever since. Nice. It's kind of a sign of the season, isn't it? Yeah. On May Street. So and I, I remember Adele saying, those were my good shoes, and now I only have one of them. <laughs> <laughs> So kind of kind of closing this up, why don't each of you say what you think um, Mizna does to make Elmhurst so special and what maybe the rest of Elmhurst could learn from Mizna? I, I, like, I like the way we have events, you know, several events per year. Uh, they've been dwindling a little bit lately, but we'll spark that back up. There's little ebbs and flows through it, but just the camaraderie, the getting together, I mean, it just... Uh, it brings together the whole street. And I think that the, the little niches in all around town, all around Elmhurst are special. And I think we've got one of the bigger niches and I think it's great. I would say, you know, from somebody who's, you know, been brought in through, through marriage. And that was one of the marital benefits being part of Mate street, but <laughs> um, hopefully not the only one, <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, I just, Everybody was accepted, you know, it didn't matter, you know, who, what, where, when, how. I mean, everybody, the minute you walk, the minute you're on that block and you know somebody, you know everybody, you're, you're, it's an open arm environment. I think that's good. And I would also say that yeah, it's just everyone's willing and wanting to do whatever they can to help each other. So it's, it goes to the essence of the word neighbor and neighborhood and, um, and it's the friendliness and the acceptance and the diversity and, and the, um, you know, you throw all these different personalities and different walks of life into this big pool where we're all, you know, living in close proximity to each other. And it, and it ends up, the diversity actually ends up making it such a special place. You know, all the people it, from it, River Forest? All the people from River Forest have to drink. <laughs> at, least, <laughs> at least four of you that I know <laughs> of, right? So, and you enjoyed. Kelty and McNamara. And you enjoyed drinking with a Democrat. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I guess what in my mind sets it apart is leadership, and I, I would say that leadership came from uh, Tom Newbauer for a number of years, and Tony. Despite as much as I kid him, 
he and Mary are a great team. And I don't know how she puts up with them and does all the work. But they're a great team, <laughs> and they've done wonderful things, and they make us want to be a part of them. So I'd say it's leadership that makes it work. And I'd like to say they say it takes a village to raise a child, and I think any child— That was Hillary Clinton that said that, actually, but— it's actually, they. actually, Rick, it's an old African saying, but <laughs> we'll move on. Wow. Will you clean yeah. that up? Yeah. <laughs> so they say it. This was a meaningful statement. Okay. Too. Yeah. Oh, wow. You killed I, me. I ruined it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, they say it takes a village to raise a child, and any child that grew up on May Street was very fortunate to do so. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, guys. Well done. Thank I have you. one question that I wanted to ask Tony, and I heard this story because you always give him a hard time about Mary being the president, but <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong. Tony and Mary were having lunch in downtown Elmhurst, and some guy walks up, and he was a server, and he goes to uh, Mary. Oh, hi, Mary. And Mary goes, oh, hi, Jim. I think Jim was his name. I forget. And so, you know, they're small talk. He goes back and uh, is going to come back and take their order. And Tony looks at Mary and says, you know, she's like, what are you smiling about? And he goes, well, look it, you married me. I'm president of Maestro. He goes, who was that guy? She goes, well, I dated him. And Tony's smiling. And she goes, what? He goes, well, you married me. I'm president of May Street. He's the busboy at this restaurant we're eating at. And she looked at Tony and said, if I married him, he'd be president of Mason. <laughs> <laughs> what a great Now that's a true story. <laughs> what a great way to finish. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for joining us here. Uh, uh, we really appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having thanks us. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. This episode of the E Town Lowdown is dedicated to the memory of our good friend, Tom Prez Neubauer.